0: Hey there, my name is Ben. And I'm Tiffany. And thanks so much for worshiping together with us online today. As you'll notice, folks here live in the room are coming in, and they go. Wait, oh look at that, they're waving to you. They like you, that's so good. You'll see that many of us are here in the room are holding candles, so everyone who wants to participate would be more than welcome to grab a candle, and that'll help you later in the service. Also, if you'd like to help this service reach more folks, you can like and subscribe. I know it's so cliche, but when you do it, it genuinely does help new folks find the videos. So if you want to, thanks for helping us in that way.
1: That's right, and if you are joining us online for the first time, we just wanna say a special welcome to you. So we would also love to invite you to say hello to us. And so you can fill out the form, scan the QR code on your screen. Uh, You'll be able to indicate if there's anything we could be praying for you or if you have any questions. Because here's the thing, If you're joining online, we wanna make sure, especially for you, that you have the opportunity to be connected. And so say hello and we'll be in touch with you.
0: Now next Sunday, December 31st, our entire church community will be gathering together online for something that we call Worship Where You Are. So don't come to any of our sites next week, even if you're able. We'll all be together online. There's gonna be some original music from some of our worship arts musicians, here at Blackhawk and also a message from Tiffany and you won't want to miss it. It's going to be great.
1: That's right. And so, and then we will back, be back together on January 7th at all of our sites for, and we'll be starting a new series called mm-hmm. Under Construction Rebuilding a Lasting Faith. So, you're going to hear more about that in the service. But, y'all, here's what I'm excited about mm. because I know that for many of us, we have walked through seasons of doubt, seasons of questioning, seasons where maybe we kind of felt like we wanted to walk away from the faith. And so, if that's you, this is the series that y'all should be tuning in for. Um, so, make sure to tune in. We'll be, like I said, back on January 7th. And so we'll be at all of our normal service times as well as online.
0: Awesome. So we'll get started here with the Christmas service in just a couple minutes. Merry Christmas. Thanks for being here. Well, welcome to Christmas at Blackhawk. It is so good to be able to worship with you and celebrate our God who came to dwell with us. Let me invite you to stand in here. If you're joining us online,
2: sing it out. We're going to worship together.
3: Since the 5th century, churches in this season leading up to Christmas have celebrated a time called Advent. It's a time of looking forward to the coming of Christ. This is something that our church also participates in. And one of the ways that we celebrate Advent is by lighting candles on an Advent wreath in the four weeks leading up to Christmas. So uh, these candles represent hope, peace, joy, and love. So in the first week of Advent, we lit The first purple candle, which represents hope. It's the hope that we have in Christ's coming. The second week of Advent, then we lit the second purple candle, which represents peace, the peace that only Jesus can bring to our world. The third week of Advent, then we lit the pink candle. That's the candle that represents joy. And that's the joy that we have as we look forward to the coming of our Savior. And now, on the fourth week of Advent, we're going to light the final purple candle, which represents love—the love that God has for us—and showed us by sending His Son. So, my friends, Rosalyn and Jimena are going to lead us in lighting this this fourth candle, this candle for love, and reading a passage of Scripture about God's love in both Spanish and in English.
4: Porque tanto amo Dios al mundo que dio a su hijo único para que todo el que cree en él no se pierda sino que tenga vida eterna. Dios no envió a su hijo al mundo para condenar al mundo, sino para salvarlo por medio de él.
5: For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Amen.
3: Now hear these words from Luke chapter 2
0: This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger.
5: Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. So
3: this next uh, song we're going to sing is a well-known one. We'd like to worship uh, using this song Uh, by worshiping not just in English, but also in Spanish, which is the heart language of many of the members of our church family. It's also a way that we recognize and celebrate the multicultural, multi-ethnic kingdom of God. So here's O Holy Night in Spanish and in English. We invite you to join as you feel comfortable. Let's find a verse together.
1: Welcome to Christmas at Blackhawk, uh, I'm Tiffany.
0: And I'm Ben, and you can grab your seats and make yourselves comfortable here in the room.
1: Yeah, well we are so glad that you're here with us. And listen, if this is your first time with us, um, we just wanna say a special welcome to you. We're glad that you chose to be with us. Um, and we'd love to invite you to say hello. So uh, hopefully y'all came in, maybe you grabbed one of these cards. And so uh, if you're online, you'll see a QR code. You can go ahead and scan that QR code if you're new, and and fill out a form, it'll just help us to know that you are joining us, whether that be online or here in the room, as well as give an opportunity if there's something that we could be praying for or if you have any questions, we'd be happy to have somebody get in touch with you uh, in the next week or two. Um, And then also, if you're here in the room and you're new, we have actually a little special gift for you tonight. So mm-hmm, um, there's a mm-hmm. new here banner outside in the atrium after the service. Go ahead and stop by there. It's actually
0: a, I like the new here. I,
1: I do too. Uh, I, yes. have one. I have, I have I'm one. I'm not as even well. new, but <laughs> I have
6: one, so it's
1: great. So hopefully you stop by there uh, after the service.
6: Yeah,
0: one thing that we love as a part of our Christmas celebrations here at Blackhawk is something called Advent Conspiracy. Advent Conspiracy is a global movement that helps us refocus our attention from the consumeristic side of Christmas celebrations that have a strong pull in all of our lives. Those those can be nice, those can be good, but Advent Conspiracy... Recenters our attention on the true meaning of Christmas, this generous gift of God to the earth in the person of his son Jesus. And so it's an opportunity for us to reflect his generosity to the world around us. Advent Conspiracy is an offering here at Blackhawk where every penny goes outside the walls of the church. We partner with fantastic organizations, both locally here in Dane County and around the world that are doing great work providing access to clean water and other means of fighting poverty and just contributing to general human flourishing. So you can go on our website and find more information about this year's partner organizations. And also you can go there to give to the Advent Conspiracy Offering. You can also give at the offering boxes here that are in the back of this room.
1: Yeah, that's right. Also, just a heads up. So uh, through Sunday, Christmas Eve, we're going to be having services here um, at Blackhawk. But next Sunday on New Year's Eve, we will not be having services at any of our locations. Don't come here. Don't come here. Instead, we invite you to join us for Worship Where You Are, which is an online experience of worship and a message. And so again, don't come here. Nobody will be here. So join us online.
0: That's right. And then the week after that, come back here on Sunday, January 7th, as we launch a brand new teaching series. I'm so excited for this series. It's called Under Construction. Check this out.
2: Hey everyone, I'm Michael and this is Tiffany, and we're both pastors at Blackhawk Church. And we're here at one of Newcomb's construction sites. Uh, fun fact Newcomb Construction actually built Blackhawk Fitchburg's building. But we're here at one of their sites because in January we are starting a brand new series called Under Construction Rebuilding a Lasting
1: Faith. Because wherever you're at on your spiritual journey, we know that the process of navigating doubt and deconstructing different parts of your faith might be a reality that you've either gone through, are currently going through, or maybe will go through someday. Or perhaps it's true for someone that you know and love. In fact, a recent survey has shown that around 60% of people who grew up in the church end up deconstructing their faith after high school. And so on January 7th, we're going there.
2: And while construction sites can honestly seem kind of intimidating or even a little scary, at Blackhawk Church, we're moving right towards them because we believe that in different areas of our faith, we're all kind of under construction. And in fact, we also believe that Jesus is extending an invitation that while you're navigating a season of deconstruction, that you can also pair it with reconstruction. I mean, take this construction site, for example, before It was dismantled, things were deconstructed, but instead of leaving it that way, it's under construction. In fact, something more beautiful and even functional is gonna be built right in its place.
1: And listen, we think it's so important that this process of deconstruction and reconstruction doesn't happen alone. And so that's why over the course of this series, we're gonna be providing you with some really great resources. Things like podcast episode, uh, book and article recommendations, community groups, y'all are gonna be talking about this. And then in January, we are having a course called Alpha, which is just a space where you're able to ask some of your toughest questions without judgment, without pressure.
2: So grab your hard hats, grab a hammer, because we are going under construction.
0: And grab your hard hats. I feel like we could start a new fashion trend around here. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, so, they're
1: pretty cute. The <laughs>
0: I am so excited for this series because I think all of us, wherever we are on our spiritual journey, are either currently or have been or will be at some point asking these questions that have us taking apart things that we used to think or that we've heard that other people say that they think. And we need this opportunity to talk together about rebuilding something different and better and more livable, frankly. And so I'm excited for these conversations about doubt or about suffering conversations about the hurt that we sometimes experience in the church or from Christians. So wherever you're at in your spiritual journey, we can't wait to see you back here on January 7th.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, Ben, mm-hmm. I think it's ready. Yeah. All right, we're going to hand it off to Pastor Matt for today's Christmas message.
7: All right, well, hey, welcome everybody to Blackhawk Church. How's everybody doing? Doing okay? Awesome, awesome. Uh, If I haven't had a chance to meet you, my name's Matt. I'm one of the pastors on staff here at Blackhawk. And so if you're visiting, man, it's great to have you. Welcome to everybody from our Blackhawk family, all of you live in the room, everyone who is watching us online right now and joining in with us. So glad that you can be with us as well. And uh, can we do something for a minute? I would love to give a special Welcome to all the kids who are in the room. Can you join me right now, welcoming kids? Come on, way to go, like welcome, <laughs> welcome to Big People Church. I'm sure it's everything you were hoping that it was going to be. Hey, um, as we're getting started, kids, I actually have, I've got a question for, for you right now. Okay, so, so we're here at, you know, we're here because it's Christmas. And one of the things that people do around Christmas time is they, you know, they give gifts to each other. And so my question for you is, all right, let's say you could get your parents like some Christmas gift. What do you think would be the best gift for them? Based on what you know about them, what do you think they would want more than anything else? What would be the best gift? The reason why I'm asking that is because actually for the last couple of weeks, we had a chance to ask a whole bunch of kids here from Blackhawk and uh, their answers <laughs> were kind of awesome. We recorded a bunch of them. So take a look at this for just a minute.
6: Hmm, um... Oh, the Oh, I would give them... Um, Chapstick. Chapstick? <laughs> what? Yeah. Like things for dishes because I know she loves washing the dishes. I could give them a hug. Oh God, they were a monster I would get my dad a computer because his is like 15 years old. I would
2: give my parents a private jet because they like to travel a lot.
6: Get him a soccer ball so he could play soccer with me. A Jordan Love shirt. I'd give my mom a pet turtle. She doesn't really like pets, but I think he'd like this one because it wouldn't be like running all over the house. I'll get my mom some flowers because I love her. I'll give my dad a pizza cut-off. I would buy my mom and dad a table because they like sitting down. I'm gonna give my mom a piece of gluten-free pizza because my mom is, um, stomach is special. My mom is special. Yeah, we have the same mom. I know. I would give my dad a race car. Does he drive really fast? Um, sometimes he goes over the speed limit. <laughs> I'd get mom some
2: medicine so she's not allergic to anything anymore. And then we could get a dog if she wasn't allergic to dogs and cats anymore.
6: I'll give my mommy a rose cracker. And they will have candy corn in the back. She will freak out. she's like a, a nice freak out. A ticket to Hawaii. A vacation to Hawaii for both of my parents.
4: Like a spa day or something. Because right now, she's taking care of my new baby brother and it's kind of stressful, I feel. A trip to Fiji. (laughs) Why
1: Fiji? Because
6: she's been kind of like stressed, I think, lately. And I think she deserves a trip to like a really hot and sunny place. A cow and a chicken and a farm my dad will like, I'll give him a monster truck and I'll give him my, like, my mom like a Barbie
7: house, so. Come on, how awesome is that? <laughs> okay, and in all honesty, first off, to all of you who, like me, have stomachs that are special, Merry Christmas. So, but uh, I, I love some of those answers. And, and, okay, let's be honest. Like some of them, the kids, I'm guessing, they kind of nailed it with what they would get for their parents. And the reason why for so many of them is because, well, okay, they, they know their parents, you know, and they love their parents. And so why wouldn't they want to get them like the best gift ever? You know, it's interesting. Like when we get into this season of Christmas, and we think back to the gifts that you received. Like when you when you think back to uh, to other seasons of your life, are there are there any gifts that you have ever been given that just stand out in your mind? Like they were just really memorable for some reason. I, I'm guessing that for a lot of us, there are a lot of gifts that. We, we don't even remember really getting, you know I mean? Like when you think back to like last Christmas, can you really remember what all the things were that you got, you know? And there are the occasional gifts that we get from somebody where like you receive it and you're like, do you even know me? You know? And then, and then of course there's the type of gifts that I give. I'm going to be honest all the time. And I receive from people all the time, the classic gift card. I mean, how many of us let's be honest in the last year have given or received a gift card from somebody and I'm guessing that for a lot of us, <laughs> we, like I've got gift cards in my wallet. I have no idea who gave them to me, you know? Nothing against a gift card at all. But there are these handful of gifts that I've been given that, man, I just remember. They were memorable. They were thoughtful. It was somebody who knew me and understood me. And the thing too, for a lot of them, isn't it true, like for some of those gifts, like they're not necessarily expensive. I mean, some of them, they didn't cost anything at all, except for the fact that, Man, the person just knew me. There was thought and intention put into it. I'm guessing for a lot of us we can think of those kind of gifts. And the thing is with those gifts, we like I would guess that for the majority of us, those type of gifts they come from somebody who know us and who love us. Because when someone knows us and loves us, it it sets them up to be able to give like the best gift. It, something that comes to mind for me. So back um, uh, the first couple of years that Rachel and I were married, we're coming up like on our 30 year anniversary this coming year. But, uh, but years ago in our first couple of years of marriage, we were living in South Florida at the time. And I grew up in South Florida and uh, I grew up surfing like living not too far from the beach. I love surfing. And uh, and I started surfing when I was 14 years old. That was when I got my first surfboard and had it for a handful of years. This is actually a picture of me back at that time. Look at all that dark hair. So, and I, okay, I just have to admit, I feel a little awkward, like, hey, there's bare-chested me, Merry Christmas. You know, like, should I have like Photoshopped a sweater, Christmas sweater or something? But, But here's the reason why I'm showing you that, that orange board under my arm. That was the first surfboard that I ever owned, and I don't know—I'm like 17 or 18 in that picture. My mom snapped that when I was coming up from being out in the water, uh, but uh, but not long after that photo, I actually sold that board to get a new board. You know, because at times you kind of want to upgrade to something a little better. So I used that, used the money from it to put it towards a new board that I was going to get. So fast forward now to Rachel and I in our first couple years of marriage, and I was talking to her one point, and I was just telling her, man, I wish. I just wish I still had that first board. You know, like just for sentimental value of it, like, like just to have it for all the memories of what that meant. And I didn't think anything else of it, but she took that and she kind of stashed it away. And she ended up contacting, she knew the guy who I had sold the board to, he was a friend of mine, she contacted him. He didn't have it anymore but gave her the number and name of the guy who he had sold it to. She contacted that person and lo and behold, he still had the board. It was kind of dinged up and messed up. And he basically just gave her the board. She took it to another person who we knew who did ding repair for surfboards and could kind of repair all kinds of different stuff that would happen you know, to a board like that. And that year for Christmas, as I came out under the tree was my very first board. I mean, come on. How cool is that? You know, that I wake up and all of a sudden that's under the tree for me. It was absolutely amazing. And um, okay. What did I get her for Christmas that year? (laughs) I got her a set of pots. Yeah, pots. That's what I got her. And you know what? The only reason <laughs> she gets me a board, I get her pots. And the only reason why I even remember is because we have this picture of when I open the board and there she is with her pot and one on her head. That's the only reason why I remember that whatsoever. Okay, and in my defense, all right, she wanted a set of pots, people. She had asked for pots. They were on her list. And so to any of you who might be sitting here right now going, oh man, I got someone in my family, POTS. Like, I think POTS are a fantastic gift, by the way. I'm just saying that out loud. But I don't want to focus on what I got her. I want to forget about that. And I want to focus on what she got me. Because that morning right there from that picture, when I walked out and this board was underneath it, let me tell you, you guys, I just felt, I felt so known. I felt so loved. Like, she got me the best gift. Like, and that's the thing, the best gifts for us so often, they come from situations with people who know us and love us. You know, we're, we're here tonight because we're, we're celebrating Christmas. And really, if we take a look at the actual meaning of what Christmas is all about, Christmas is about the fact that God knows us and he loves us and he gives us the greatest gift, the best gift ever. Let's unpack that for just a minute. What does it mean actually with the idea that God knows us? Well, scripture actually talks about this. In fact, in the Old Testament, in the book of Psalms, Psalms predominantly was written by a guy named King David. And uh, and in that, he talks about the way that God knows us. He says this, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. King David is getting something deep here that kind of blows our mind when we really stop to think about it. I mean, just think about it. The God of the universe, he, he knows you. He knows everything about you. And the reason why he knows everything about you is because he knows everything. Everything. There's a big word that theologians like to throw around that kind of helps us to understand that idea. It's the word omniscient. It means that God perfectly knows everything, past, present, future. There's nothing outside of God's knowledge. So in other words, God, think about this. He can't, God doesn't learn anything. There's nothing that God hears about that he didn't know about before. God's never at the place of where he's going. I didn't know that. So therefore I'm learning something. God doesn't learn because he knows everything already. So in in that case, God never has a moment where he's looking at me and he sees me do something and goes, huh, I had no idea that Matt was going to do that. You see, because Matt knows, he knows everything that I'm doing. He knows the intention behind it. He knows what I do and he knows the ramifications of it. God knows all things. And that just, man, when we start to wrap our mind around that idea, that can kind of blow our mind. You know, I mean, because like when I look at it and I think of the idea of God knowing us that way, I mean, well, I mean, that means that God knows you. He knows everything about you that makes up you. He knows all of the accomplishments that you've ever done that you're proud of. He knows all the things in your life that you find your identity in. All the things that you feel good about with you, yeah, he knows about those things. But God also, it means that he knows knows all the things that like when it comes to my life, he knows all the things that I don't really like about me. He knows the things in my life that that I just sort of like to hide from people that I sort of keep in a dark corner somewhere. The things that I'm embarrassed about that I hope nobody finds out about. He knows all of those things. And when I start to think about God that way, that can get kind of uncomfortable. You know, it's like, he sees you when you're sleeping. <laughs> he, he knows when you're awake. Okay, different song for a different person, but we get the idea. The idea that God knows me that way can make me uncomfortable. And the reason why is because of a, like a rule that we live by when we think of relationships that we're in with people. Because I think that for me to be in a relationship with somebody, that if, if somebody really loves me, it means that they probably don't really know me. Because if someone really knows me, everything about me, that probably lands them in the place where they don't really love me. We think that in our lives, that if I am truly loved, it means I'm probably not truly known. Because if I'm truly known, well, there's no way then that I would be truly loved. But you see, God, Knows us completely. And see you guys, scripture talks all about the love that God has for us. Look at these verses for just a minute. Exodus chapter 34, verse six and seven says this, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Psalm 36 says this, how priceless is your unfailing love, oh God. People take refuge in the shadow of your wings. First John four sixteen encapsulates it in such a simple yet complete verse. God is love. In other words, God doesn't just like strive to be loving. He is to the essence of his being love. He is the definition of love. So we think about these two ideas. God knows me fully and God loves me fully. How can that be? Because God's perfect. And, and, and God yet knows that we're messy people. I mean, like we all have messes in our lives. I mean, you all, my life, <laughs> I've got mess in my life. You know, like if you knew me the way that I know me, like if you, if you knew throughout the history of the life of Matt Metzger, the things that I've said to people, the way that I've treated people at times, the things I've thought about, like you might think, should you really be a pastor? (laughs) And see, the thing is, if we're honest, we all have that type of stuff in our lives. So what does that mean? God knows all those things about me, he still loves me. Does God just overlook all of that stuff in my life? No, he can't. You see, and that's really why we celebrate a time like this at Christmas. It's kind of like this, okay? So um, Rachel and I—for those of you who, who don't know us—we have two daughters who are grown now. One who lives in Atlanta, right outside of Atlanta, Georgia; the other one who lives uh, near Iowa State uh, in Ames, Iowa. And uh, they're both home for Christmas right now. And uh, um, they both grew up here in Madison. And, and and growing up, I can remember holidays where them like where they were like between the ages of like two and four. Where we would have holidays where they would get sick. Anybody experienced holidays with sick kids before? And I'm not just talking like, ah, I got a cold or a sore throat type sickness. I'm talking like stomach flu, pukey sick. Merry Christmas. You know? And so and so our girls would get that way. And uh, and I can remember like at that age, like you don't know if they're gonna at night make it to the bathroom to, you know, throw up and do whatever they have to do. So so we would um we would put in their bed, we would actually put a pot in there with... See, the pots that I got my wife were an unbelievable gift. That's all I'm saying. Have I mentioned that? So we put a pot in there to where like if they felt like they were gonna throw up, they could throw up there. But I mean, lo and behold, how many times does that happen? And sometimes they wouldn't make it to the pot. They would miss the pot. And so you would hear that sound in the middle of the night of your kid getting sick. And Rachel would go flying out the door and I would be a little behind her. So... (laughs) And the reason why is because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of one of those people who's sort of known as like a, a sympathy puker and uh, it just doesn't work that well for me. But Rachel would go flying into the room and she would gently scoop the girls up and she would deal with the mess. Like, because somebody had to deal with it. She wouldn't just go into the room and just overlook it and just be like, oh yeah, nothing really happened. And you know, we're all good. She also wouldn't go in and look at the girls and go, oh, wow, you really made a mess. I'll tell you what, as soon as you're done cleaning all this up, come on back into our bedroom and we can snuggle. Because she knew they didn't have the ability to do that. She would step into the moment and she would clean them up and take care of them. It was the essence of the love that she had for our girls. You see, this is the way that God is with us. Like he's the one who steps into the mess of our lives. He sees the things that we've done and he knows about all of it, but he's willing to step into those moments and to do something about the mess in our lives. There's a great passage of scripture found in 1 John 4, that same chapter where we see the words God is love, where we're kind of, we get a picture of what this looks like. 1 John 4 verses nine and 10 says this, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. You see, at Christmas, we celebrate the idea of God knowing us and loving us and so giving us the best gift by sending his son to be an atoning sacrifice sacrifice. Okay. Those are big churchy words. What does that mean? Atoning sacrifice. Well, it means that Jesus, when he came to this planet before he went to his death, he, he kind of absorbed into himself, our mess, the mess of all of human beings, taking that onto himself and paying the, the, the penalty for our mess so that we could be in right relationship with God. He was willing to get dirty on our behalf. When my wife was dealing with our girls, yes, she would get dirty in the process of that. Jesus was the one who stepped into the mess of our lives and took that onto himself to pay the penalty for our sins so that we could be in right relationship with God. It was the best gift that we could ever receive. This whole idea is really encapsulated in probably a a, a scripture passage that, I would guess maybe all of us have heard it sometime. It's probably the most famous verse in scripture. John 3:16 that says this, "For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life." God knew us and he loved us. So he gave us the best gift ever. You see, this board that my wife got for me, it was an amazing gift. And believe me, I've ridden it a lot since that time. But you might notice it's got more dings on it and duct tape on the tail because it's gotten chipped and scratched and dinged up in the times I've ridden it. And let's just say finding um, surfboard ding repair is a little hard to find in Wisconsin. It's not the biggest market. And now it really sits in my garage more than anything else. It's like, it, it's a great gift, but it doesn't fully satisfy. My guess is, is that there are gifts that you've desired big time for Christmas other years that um, <laughs> you were really excited to get. And now at this point, you've probably donated them to Goodwill. And it's the reason why on, on December 26th, the, the return lines at stores will be as long as the lines that were there on Black Friday. It's because the things of this world, they just don't satisfy like we would like them to. But the greatest gift, the best gift that we could ever receive, God offers to us freely. And it is the one that satisfies us for all eternity. This, <laughs> the gift of Jesus to make a way for us to be in right relationship with God forever. And so my question for you tonight is have you come to the place in your life where you've actually received that free gift? In other words, have you, are you a person who has placed your faith in Jesus and him alone for your salvation? Have you realized the place where you go, I'm a mess and like a two or four year old who just threw up, I don't have the ability to clean myself up. I'm in need of help here because God's desire is to step into the mess of our lives and to make us clean. And if you've never received that gift, I want to give you the chance tonight just to make that decision. And it's not like, you don't have to like stand up right now or come up front or say some magical words or anything like that. But I mean, if you're at the place where you're going, yep, I, I see I'm in need of a savior. I want to place my faith in Jesus. Well, sometimes I think it's good to mark the moment just with a, prayer that you would pray. And there's no magical words to it, but it's just praying something like this in the quietness of your own heart, just saying, God, I know I'm, I'm a mess. I can't, I can't clean myself up. I can't save myself. Thank you so much for sending your son, Jesus, to, to deal with my mess, to pay the penalty for my sins. Tonight, today, I place my faith in him for my salvation. I, Jesus, I give you control of my life. Come and be my savior, amen. If you, <laughs> if you prayed something like that just now, you just received the greatest gift that you ever could. And scripture literally says, there are angels that are celebrating in heaven. And we, would listen, here at Blackhawk, we'd love to celebrate with you too. We'd love to, like, I'd love to be able to connect with you. Um, And uh, because sometimes people will pray something like that, they get done and they're like, okay, now what? Now what am I supposed to do? And we'd love to encourage you and to pray with you and kind of give you some ideas on what are some of the next steps as a Christ follower, as a Christian that you can take. And uh, I'll be around after Tiffany and Ben will be around after a bunch of the worship team will be around after we'd love nothing more than to connect with you. But we also know any anytime that we do this, and we know for everybody who's watching online right now, we have some people to connect with you, but you might not be streaming to where you have somebody to connect with. And so it, it, or you could be on your way out the door right after you're headed out of town. You got to go get your kids, or it just can be kind of intimidating. Let's be honest to walk up. But if you would do us the favor and just simply texting, Texting with us, texting the word yes to 608-618-4003. It just lets us know, yep, I place my faith in Jesus tonight. And we're going to send you something back because we really would love to be able to connect with you, but that's your decision on if you fill that out. But we would love nothing more to walk alongside you in this process because what you have decided is the essence of what Christmas is all about. God knows you, and God loves you. And so he gave you and me the best gift ever. Let me pray for us. God, thank you so much for the gift of your son, Jesus. And God, I pray for anyone here in this room or listening online who for the first time realize their need for a savior, place their faith in you. God, I pray they would feel your presence tonight. God, would they know if anything were to happen to them, they would would immediately go to be with you. Not because of anything that any of us do, but because of what you did in dealing with the mess of our lives. God, we're just so grateful for you loving us to such a great level. You knew us, you loved us, you sent your son, Jesus. It is the best gift that we ever could receive. And we're so grateful for you. We love you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. All God's people together said, amen.
1: Christmas Eve, we are going to be lighting the white Christ candle, which is the candle right there in the center. And as we do so, we are remembering that Jesus, who is the light of the world, he came to our world over 2,000 years ago. And we remember that he is going to come again and his kingdom of love and peace and justice will be fully established on this earth. And so in a moment, we are going to receive his flame as we take his light, as we take this flame and move it to all of the rest of our candles here in the room. But before we do, listen to these words from the book of Isaiah. For to us, a child is born, to us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace.
0: At this time, uh, it's your opportunity to get out the candle that you got on your way in, and uh, the ushers are going to come forward. And uh, kids, I need you to pay attention so that you can keep your grown-ups in line, okay? There you go. Remind them that this is fire and that it makes wax, okay? So, so if they get out of line, just remind them that the unlit candle comes in sideways, And the lit one stays upright. We'll do this again, Tiffany. Once it's lit, it starts dripping wax. Do this, okay? Kids, you think you can keep your grown-ups in line? Great. All right. We're going to be sharing now throughout the room this light from the center of Christ candle. side Jesus, the light of the world. Scripture says his light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. The light from each candle in the room was lit from the Christ candle and then spread throughout the room. In the same way, the love of God has been spreading and continues to spread that all who trust in Jesus and bow to him as king then also become those who reflect his love to the world around us. And the darkness can't overcome that love. So together, slowly and carefully, let's raise our candles in the air. your grown-ups, make sure they cover the flame, and we'll blow it out in three, two, one. Let's stand to sing one last song together.
1: as you're leaving, if there's anything that you would want prayer for or you want to connect about, we'll have a bunch of people up here would be happy to do that with you. Also, if you're new, don't forget to grab your gift on your way out. Uh, you won't regret it. And then finally, if you made a decision to follow Jesus today, ma'am, we want to celebrate with you. So be sure, just like Matt said, we'd love to meet you. So um, don't hesitate to come up also know if you're joining us online or if you need a jet out of here, uh, we know that you might not be able to do that. So again, we'll put the number on the screen so You can text yes there. Someone from our team will be uh, in touch with you this week. So, um, yeah.
0: We have a tradition of ending most of our services with a benediction, which just means good word. And our good word today comes from a letter in the New Testament. And I pray that you may grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of King Jesus for you. Let's say it to each other after me. Merry Christmas. Enjoy the rest of your holiday celebrations.